What's going on, Football MD fam? Sorry for the short hiatus. It's been a little crazy with the holidays, but we could not leave you guys hanging. My name is Michael Bowling, and I'm happy to be back to bring you guys our final matchup preview episode of the 2018 season. I cannot believe it, and if your league championship was last week, I hope that you ran away with that fantasy title, and I really hope that we helped you do it. Thank you all so much for tuning in every single week, and make sure that you guys continue to stick around in the offseason because we are going to keep pumping out tons of content covering the draft, free agency, doing early mock drafts, fantasy rankings, team outlooks. We have so much stuff in store for you guys, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself here. We have a lot of games to get through, so I'm just going to hop right into this week's games. Starting with the Atlanta Falcons playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a game with a 51 and a half point over under. And for the Falcons, running back Tevin Coleman left last week with a groin injury, and at the time of recording this, he still has not practiced. I really don't see any point in the Falcons rushing him back with this being a lost season for the team. If he does play, it's of course a great matchup as the Buccaneers are giving up the sixth most points to running backs, but I'm avoiding this backfield if. Tevin Coleman does sit. We'd likely see a combination of Brian Hill and Jeremy Langford. If you're in a tight spot, I would prefer Brian Hill, but I wouldn't expect anything more than running back three type production. And for the Buccaneers, you're rolling with the same guys that you normally would. I know that Jameis Winston has been underwhelming over the last two weeks, but this has been against the Ravens and the Cowboys, who are both top eight and fewest points allowed to quarterbacks on the season. Now he'll play the Atlanta Falcons, who allow the fifth most points to quarterbacks on the season, and a league leading seven games with three or more passing touchdowns allowed. So I have no problem trusting Winston as a top 10 option this week. Of course, that bodes well for Mike Evans, who I also have as a top 10 option at the wide receiver position. And I also love Adam Humphreys this week. He's actually the wide receiver 13 since week 8, so keep on firing him up as a solid wide receiver too. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Baltimore Ravens in a game with a 40 and a half point over under. In this matchup, the Browns have a chance to finish the season one game above 500, and the Ravens need a win here to make the playoffs, so this should definitely be an exciting one to watch. Obviously, we know by now to temper expectations when playing against the Ravens defense, and Baker Mayfield, he has been playing well, but like I said, this is just a very tough matchup. He's just a lower-end quarterback, too, for me here. Of course, Nick Chubb, you fire him up every single week, and I have no problem starting David Njoku. The tight end position is really the only place where the Ravens are giving up points this season. They've actually allowed the 26th most points to the tight end position. And then Jarvis Landry, he's nothing more than a flex option with just eight targets over the last two weeks. He's now going up against Brandon Carr in the slot. I would avoid, if possible, and just not a lot of upside in that situation. And then for the Ravens, quarterback Lamar Jackson's rushing ability keeps him in the higher end quarterback two range every single week basically he's always right in between 15 or 20 fantasy points and based off of volume alone it makes it hard for me not to have Gus Edwards as a mid to high end running back two he hasn't had fewer than 14 carries since he took over the starting role back in week 11 but that lack of work in the passing game is what continues to be the issue here and last week we saw him play on 22 snaps compared to 28 for Kenneth Dixon and 11 for Ty Montgomery so I'd still be starting him as a running back two and he's really the only Ravens running back that I would want to start in this matchup, but definitely a little bit more added risk with those other two options being worked in. And now we'll hop right into our next game, the LA Chargers taking on the Denver Broncos in a game with a 42 point over under. And the Chargers, they definitely want to win this game to lock up the fifth seed in the AFC. So if Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen are healthy, and they both seem to be, you're going to be firing them up. I don't expect them to get pulled from this game, so you don't have to worry about that. But I do have a little bit of trepidation about starting Phillip Rivers in this matchup. The Broncos haven't allowed a top 10 quarterback since back in week 11, and Phillip Rivers has been outside of the top 20 in two of his last three games. He's still on the lower 
end quarterback one radar for me. I'm just not expecting a weak winning performance or anything like that. And for the Broncos with running back Philip Lindsay done for the year, I think that Royce Freeman should be started as a solid running back two, as the Chargers have given up the 11th most fantasy points to running backs on the season. And even Devontae Booker, he could be a sleeper play in deep PPR leagues as Freeman really doesn't get much work in the passing game. And then for the wide receivers, Deshaun Hamilton, he's currently 16th among wide receivers over the last three weeks with 20 receptions and two touchdowns on 30 targets during that span. He's the Broncos wide receiver that I would have the most trust in this week, although Desmond King in the slot isn't a great matchup. It's Cortland Sutton who will likely draw Casey Hayward on the perimeter. Obviously, that's the toughest matchup on the field. And with both Hamilton and Sutton in not the most favorable matchups, that could leave Tim Patrick to provide some sneaky production as a sleeper play, but you're really just crossing your fingers with all of these guys. Like I said, Hamilton is the guy I have the most trust in. I think he's a fringe wide receiver too this week. Meanwhile, Sutton, he's really just a flex play, and Tim Patrick is nothing more than a flyer if you're looking for the glory play in your championship matchup. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers in a game with a 45-point over-under. And for the Lions, Kenny Galladay is the only guy that you're trusting here, and that's really just based off of his volume. He's averaged 10 targets per game since Week 10, and he's really just the only viable pass catcher for Detroit. And the Packers' defense has been exploitable on the perimeter as of late, so I actually have Galladay as a fringe wide receiver one this week. Ton of confidence in him right now. And he's someone that I could see becoming a value in fantasy drafts next season. It's going to be exciting to see where ADP has him going throughout the offseason, but I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes as a wide receiver one next year, and a lot of people might forget about some of the more productive days that we've seen from Galladay this season. And then for the Packers, outside of Aaron Rodgers, Jamal Williams and Devontae Adams are the only guys that you're trusting. I have them all as rock-solid ones at their positions this week, but I will say that Devontae Adams needs just three receptions to break the single-season reception record for the Packers, so there is a chance that he does get pulled from this game once he hits that mark. But there's no shot that I could bring myself to benching Devontae Adams in my championship game. But that's all that I have for those guys. So now we'll hop right into the Miami Dolphins playing the Buffalo Bills in a game with a 39 and a half point over under. And Kenyon Drake is really the only Dolphins player that you can trust. And it's actually kind of gross, I guess. The word trust probably isn't the right verbiage there, but he is a top 15 running back on the season. I know that it doesn't feel like it, but that's what happens when you don't miss a single game. He may have been extremely boomer bust, but he has been on the field and reliability is one of the main things in fantasy football. So if he is a starting option for you and you've made it to the fantasy championships with Kenyon Drake in your starting lineup, you just keep on rolling with him. He's still just a running back three flex option in my opinion this week, but if he's gotten you here, you're going to keep on firing him up. And then Josh Allen is the only player that you're considering for the Buffalo Bills. His rushing totals have come down over the last two weeks, but the Dolphins are 28th in the NFL against fantasy quarterbacks over their last six games. So keep rolling with Allen as a high-end quarterback too. And I know that the Dolphins are a bottom 10 team in the NFL in points allowed to running backs, but you just can't trust LaShawn McCoy. He's averaged just 2.7 yards per carry over his last four games, and he has zero touchdowns during that span. So it's Josh Allen or nothing for the Buffalo Bills this week. And next up, we have the Oakland Raiders playing the Kansas City Chiefs in a game with a 52 and a half point over-under. And for the Raiders, Jared Cook is really the only guy that I'm starting with confidence this week, although I do have Jordy Nelson and Doug Martin as top 30 options at their positions. And both of them actually rank 
in the top 30 at their position since week eight. So there are worse options out there. And Jordy Nelson actually has 75 yards in three of his last four games with six catches in four straight games. Now, I know that I don't want my fantasy championship relying on Jordy Nelson, but like I said, there are worse options out there. Jared Cook is the only guy that I have the utmost confidence in as a top option at the tight end position. But then for the Kansas City Chiefs, you're firing up Patrick Mahomes, Tariq Hill, and Travis Kelsey as all of them top three options at their positions. But in the run game, it does seem like Spencer Ware will be returning to the field this week, and that would have made me a little nervous about Damian Williams, but the Chiefs just signed Williams to a two-year extension, and he's really just looked much more explosive than Ware has in their opportunity so far this season. So while I do think that Ware will be worked in, I still have Damian Williams as a top 10 option this week against the Raiders' 24th ranked run defense. So now we'll hop right into our next matchup, the Chicago Bears taking on the Minnesota Vikings in a game with a 41-point over-under, and I'll keep the Bears quick. Tariq Cohen is really the only player that I trust from this team. I have him as a top 15 option at the running back position, but this is just a tough matchup otherwise. Allen Robinson, he's banged up, so I'm not even sure if he'll play the whole game. And when he is on the field, he'll see Xavier Rhodes. And Jordan Howard is just a touchdown-dependent flex play against a tough Vikings run defense. And this is a tough one for the Vikings as well against a brutal Bears defense that ranks 3rd against fantasy quarterbacks, 10th against fantasy running backs, 2nd against fantasy wide receivers, and 7th against fantasy tight ends. But the Vikings are fighting for a playoff spot, so I'm still firing up Diggs and Thielen both as top 15 options. And Delvin Cook, he makes my top 10 at the running back position this week. Regardless of the matchup, he's had 17 or more touches in 4 straight games, so keep on rolling with basically the guys that you've been starting week in and week out. They'll be on the field, so this is just not the time to get cute in the fantasy finals. And next up, we have the New York Jets taking on the New England Patriots in a game with a 45 and a half point over under. And for the Jets, Elijah Maguire, Robbie Anderson, and Chris Herndon are all viable options for the Jets this week. Maguire hasn't been very efficient, but he has been finding the end zone and the Patriots allow 4.88 yards per carry. That's third most in the NFL. And they've allowed the 10th most receiving fantasy points per game to running backs. So I have Maguire as a solid running back too this week. And Robbie Anderson is actually the wide receiver two over the last three weeks. He has a clear connection with Sam Darnold. So despite a tough matchup with Stephon Gilmore, I'm fine trusting him as a lower end wide receiver two. And Chris Herndon has really turned into a viable tight end over the last few weeks. I have him as a fringe tight end one right around guys like David Njoku and CJ Uzoma. And then for the Patriots, Tom Brady He's really just a streamer at this point. Feels weird to say, but he hasn't thrown multiple touchdown passes in six of his last eight games. However, the Patriots do need to win this one for seeding purposes, and the Jets do allow the seventh most points to quarterbacks on the season. So I still have him as a fringe quarterback one, but really not one that I feel great about. The Patriots offense is... It's just tough. Rob Gronkowski has three touchdowns on the season. They have no more Josh Gordon. They're playing a dink and dunk style offense with James White and Julian Edelman. I mean, Chris Hogan is their main guy on the perimeter. So I really just think Tom Brady has a very capped ceiling, but a plus matchup in the fantasy finals is not the time that I would tell you to bench Tom Brady. So keep on rolling with him if you have been. And then I have Sony Michelle and Julian Edelman, both as top 10 options at their positions this week. Edelman is actually one of my favorite wide receiver starts this week. He's 12th in points per game since returning from his injury back in week five. And the Jets allowed the most fantasy points to opposing slot wide receivers on the season. And now we'll hop right into our next matchup, the Carolina Panthers taking on the New Orleans Saints in a game with a 42 and a half point over under. And on the Panthers side of the ball, Christian McCaffrey is the only player that you can maybe 
trust with Kyle Allen starting at quarterback, but I'm not even sure that McCaffrey will play in this one. He's gotten so much volume this season, and he's already broken a bunch of the team's records. So even if he does take the field, I'd be really surprised if he played all four quarters. I'm really just avoiding this offense altogether if possible. And the same goes for the Saints. I'm not expecting any of their starters to get much playing time, if any, this week. So I'm really just staying away from this game for fantasy purposes. And this is exactly why you want to avoid Week 17 championships. You don't want to have to worry about the players that got you to the fantasy finals not being there to win it for you. But with that being said, we'll hop right into our next matchup, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants in the game with a 41-point over-under. And this is another game that I'm mostly avoiding. The Cowboys are already locked into the fourth seed in the NFC, so you can't trust Dak Prescott, you can't trust Ezekiel Elliott, and you can't trust Amari Cooper in your lineups. I'm really just avoiding the entire Cowboys offense. And for the Giants, with Odell Beckham Jr. out, Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram are the only players that I would start here with confidence. I have them both as top five options at their positions. Barkley is actually my top-ranked running back this week. But outside of that, there's not much fantasy relevance to this game at all. Maybe you want to take a dart throw on Sterling Shepard. I don't mind starting him as a flex play with OBJ out. But outside of Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley, you're really not expecting much from this game. So we'll move right on to our next game, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game with a 45 and a half point over under. And these games are really starting to move fast here. Before the Bengals, Joe Mixon is the only guy that you've been trusting from the Bengals, and he's the only guy that you can trust in your championship matchups. He's a rock solid running back one for me this week. I have him over guys like Damian and Jamal Williams, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. And then on the other side of the ball, you're firing up all of your Steelers as must-starts in a must-win game against a horrible Bengals defense. Even tight end Vance McDonald is a top 10 option for me. And then for the run game, James Conner is expected to play, and the Steelers primarily use just one running back. So you're starting whoever is healthy here, but if Conner is on the field, I'll have him as a top 5 option, and Jalen Samuels just as a desperation play, if that's the case. And next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Washington Redskins in a game with a 42-point over-under. And for the Eagles, Nick Foles has actually been playing pretty well, completing 73% of his passes over the last two weeks. I have him as a fringe quarterback one in this matchup over guys like Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, and I'd really consider starting him over Tom Brady, which sounds crazy, and I probably couldn't bring myself to do it if it was my roster, but I do think that they'll end up right around the same fantasy production this week. And then I'm really just avoiding the Eagles run game. Of course, you're starting Alshon Jeffrey, you're starting Zach Ertz, but with Darren Sproles getting more involved in this offense in each of the last three weeks, I have have them both Josh Adams and Darren Sproles as lower end running back threes if I had to pick one I'd still go with Josh Adams but I'd start guys like Doug Martin Jordan Howard and even LaShawn McCoy over him in this matchup and then on the other side of the ball Adrian Peterson is the only Redskins player that you can trust all reports are pointing towards him playing on Sunday but without a touchdown I'm not expecting anything more than lower end running back two production I still have him however ranked ahead of the guys that I just mentioned Doug Martin Jordan Howard LaShawn McCoy I would trust Adrian Peterson over over those three. But now let's keep it rolling right into our next matchup, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Houston Texans in a game with a 40 and a half point over under. And the only Jaguar that you would consider starting is Leonard Fournette, and he hasn't practiced all week, so I'm not expecting him to play in what's really just a meaningless game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Even if he does play, he's now gone for under 50 yards in three straight games, and the Texans allow the eighth fewest points to opposing running backs, so Fournette is just a flex option at best if he is on the field this week. And then for the Texans, they need to win this one for seeding purposes, so I do expect Lamar Miller, who has been dealing with an ankle injury, I do expect him to play. And if he does, I'll have him as a lower end running back too against the Jaguars defense that ranks in the middle of the pack in points allowed to running backs this season. But Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins are the only guys that I fully trust from the Texans this week. I have them both as solid ones at their respective positions. 
Now for our next matchup, we have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Los Angeles Rams in a game with a 48 and a half point over under. And with Matt Breda done for the season, running back Jeff Wilson is the only 49er that you're considering this week outside of George Kittle, of course. But we saw Wilson be more than serviceable in Breda's absence a few weeks back. And he now averages 4.1 yards per carry on the season with an 80% catch rate on his 15 targets. He has the skill set of a three down back and he'll now be up against a Rams defense that allows an average of 125 yards from scrimmage per game two running backs and has given up 14 touchdowns to the position this season so fire up Jeff Wilson as a mid-range running back too with upside for more if he does manage to find the end zone and then for the Rams with running back Todd Gurley missing this game CJ Anderson is a must start this week not something that I thought I'd be saying at the beginning of the season but the 49ers allow an average of 100 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown per game two running backs so fire up Anderson with confidence as a low-end running back one on Sunday and outside of C.J. Anderson, you're really just starting all of your Rams, even tight end Gerald Everett. If you're in a tight spot, he does have five receptions in each of his last two games, four receptions in the game before that with 20 targets during that three-game span. That kind of opportunity is really all you can ask for at tight end, so he's definitely on the streaming radar for your championship games. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Seattle Seahawks in a game with a 38 and a half point over under. And for the Cardinals, David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald are the only guys that you're considering here, but the Cardinals just, they really just don't score a lot of points and they struggle to move the ball. So it's difficult to trust either of them. Somehow, I know it really hasn't felt like it, but David Johnson is currently a top 10 running back on the season and he has been productive enough over the last three weeks to keep me trusting him as a high-end running back too against the Seahawks defense that allows the ninth most fantasy points to running backs on the season. And Larry Fitzgerald has also strung together three serviceable games in a row with five or more receptions and 50 or more receiving yards in each of those games. So feel free to slide him into your flex. I have him right in the same territory as guys like Jordy Nelson and Mike Williams. And then for the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson and Chris Carson are both top options at their positions for me this week. I actually have Carson as a top five running back as the Cardinals are the only team in the NFL to allow more than 2,000 rushing yards and they've also allowed a league leading 18 rushing touchdowns to the position this season. Plus we just saw CJ Anderson basically walk in off the street last week and go for 167 yards against them but other than that I think Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett are both fine plays here. Baldwin is averaging 17 fantasy points per game over the last five healthy games with five touchdowns during that span. Now the Cardinals do allow the sixth fewest points in the NFL to slot receivers so maybe don't expect a huge 20 point performance in the this one but he should be more than serviceable as a solid wide receiver to this week and for Tyler Lockett touchdown regression finally seems to be affecting him he's averaging just 4.5 targets per game and hasn't found the end zone in any of his last three games of course Lockett doesn't need much opportunity to rip off a big play and make your day so I still have him as a wide receiver too but he'll likely disappoint if he doesn't find the end zone and now for our last matchup of the week the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Tennessee Titans in a game with a 43 and a half point over under and this is one of the games Games that I am the most excited for not just because I'm a Colts fan but it's win or go home for both of these teams so there's a lot on the line should be a very exciting game you're firing up all your Colts in this one I know that T.Y. Hilton is dealing with some injuries but he's played through them all season so I have no concerns here and Eric Ebron, he's in the concussion protocol, but as long as he's playing, you're starting him as a top five option at the tight end position. And on the opposite end of that, Derrick Henry is the only Titan that I'm trusting this week. I don't have much confidence that quarterback Marcus Mariota will play this week, and I think that the Titans' best chance of winning here is by playing solid defense and running the ball. So I have Henry as a top five option at the running back position. 
Otherwise, I'm avoiding the entire Titans offense. And that is all that I have for you guys this week. Sorry if it was a little bit less in-depth than normal. Week 17 is just a bit of a weird week. Of course, if there's any players that I didn't cover, if you have any lineup questions, don't hesitate to send them over to us at footballmdpod on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And make sure that you're following us over there to keep up with all of the content that we're going to be releasing throughout the offseason. And it's really just crazy. I can't believe I'm signing off on our final episode of the NFL regular season. As you guys know, this is our first season with the podcast, and I really can't thank you guys enough for tuning in and supporting us since we started this thing way back in July. I really hope that we've helped you guys throughout the season, but this is just the beginning. Thank you guys again for all of your support. Now let's go get those fantasy titles. Until next time, guys. Peace.